Ahoy, and welcome back to Piecemeal. This is a chill Netflix podcast. I'm your Captain Tyler, and my Nakama joining me this week are Jason. Hey, haircut. <laughs> Joel. And here's where I put my Django quote. If I had one! <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Dave. Uh, I didn't. I thought I was going back to the house. <laughs> <laughs> and Theo. Hey, how about I ring for Clodor? <laughs> That'll improve the situation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I would love... I Truly, I would love to hear that guy on a podcast. <laughs> oh, God. We're continuing our discussion of Netflix's live-action rendition of One Piece this week. Uh, we're going to be talking about episode... I, I, I... 104. I like the word rendition yeah. to describe it. That's what it rendition, is. Yeah. Uh. They're, they're rendering it. <laughs> mm-hmm. This week we're talking about episode 104, which is titled, The Pirates Are Coming. The Pirates Are Coming? It does describe it. Uh, so we begin the episode with Zoro waking up at the bottom of a well. Well. Two beautiful, very interesting visual elements here. Uh, one serious, one silly. The silly one is that Zoro's hair is indistinguishable from the moss around him. <laughs> it is the exact same shape. You could call oh it my a, God. He, he's a, a moss head, if you will. Uh, mm-hmm. You could. If only someone would just be brave enough to say what they see. Um, the other more serious one is uh, the well, when we get the establishing shot of it, it is in the middle of a labyrinth. Mm. Um, and, which is, huh. for those who aren't like meditative arts nerds like me uh no it is so the difference between labyrinths and mazes is that mazes there are many paths but labyrinths there's only one path you go in to a central location and then you come out um and they are used in a lot of spiritual traditions to sort of symbolize like either you know descending into like the underworld or like ascending to like a meditative state and then coming back out into the ordinary world and I just think that's really cool for Zoro. You think that's perhaps uh, thematic? I think it might be thematic, Tyler. <laughs> Interesting. Would you? Interesting. Would you imagine if he falls down the well and he just ends up in like Edo era Japan style, like <laughs> the, the surroundings, like this, way out of place. That would be so strange, Joel. <laughs> yeah, I, nothing like that could ever happen. I did also <laughs> notice that uh, the moon is in the crescent uh, phase, which you know, oh. good good eye on detail. Oh. For the yeah, mm-hmm. that's, I appreciate that. That's, that's on my X marks oh, wow. section. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, when I saw the the well shot in the trailer of Zoro looking up from the bottom of the well, looking very tiny in it, I was certain mm-hmm. that it was going to be like a metaphor for a, another part of the story that we'll get to. Uh, mm. I was pleased to see that it was literal as well. <laughs> Listen, that's that's the best kind of metaphor. Yeah. <laughs> It's both at the same time. That's that's everything I love about One Piece. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going to suggest, Tyler, that maybe this was part of his training as a child. Like, the, his master <laughs> just, just pushed him down, down a well. It's like, get up. <laughs> you can't eat until you get to the top again. Figure it out. It puts the third sword in its mouth. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, in town, <laughs> Usopp explains the situation to Kobe and Helmeppo, but Helmeppo isn't buying it because... His father killed Kuro years ago. So how could Kuro be alive right now? This is such good adaptation work. Yes. Because, like, Helmeppo, mm-hmm. the point of the story is people don't believe Usopp. Yeah. And Helmeppo very specifically wouldn't believe Usopp because he has spent his whole life 
hearing the story of Kuro's defeat. Yeah. Like it's an mm-hmm. it's an organic use of elements that were already in the story but just aren't put together this way in the manga. Yeah. It's Absolutely. super, super well done. Very clean. I, yeah. Yeah. I also I have a, a thing about this moment for the spoiler section, but before the spoiler section, I can say, God damn you, live action Netflix, for making me care slash have feelings about the helmet <laughs> Because here he is defending his shitty father's honor because his whole sense of self-worth is based around how the relative strength of the boot that's been holding him down. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> uh, Usopp tells them that his other other best friend, Straw Hat Luffy, is also in trouble at the mansion. Uh, and that line got me to crack up the first time I watched through the show. Like, <laughs> he met him hours ago. <laughs> He's yeah, my other, other best friend. He's my best, he's my best friend. <laughs> I mean, some might say that friendship doesn't depend on the amount of time you spent together. I feel like I've heard that before. <laughs> I will say, too, that, um, come on, I just had it. I think one thing that's interesting, right, Usopp is known as a liar, and he's making, or it sounds like he's making up this fantastic story, but I don't think that Kobe or Cadet uh, slash haircut actually say the name <laughs> of the pirate. They just say we're looking for Straw Hat, and Usopp yeah. knows the name of that pirate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, who else would wear a straw hat? Yeah, uh-huh. absolutely. That's a great question. <laughs> Back in said mansion, Nami finds Luffy passed out on the kitchen table, mouth covered in poison soup residue. Uh oh. Man, Tommy heard it. So good. The pot. The pot full of. of or the, the pot that it was in behind him, it literally just looks like a tub of cake frosting. Yeah, I was gonna say it's just <laughs> icing. <laughs> it's amazing. I mean, that I mean, I'd be passed out on the table too. <laughs> yeah, it might not be poison. He might have just eaten an entire tub of cake frosting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they've been poisoning Kaya. She just, she oh, just no. has diabetes. I mean, no. it'll happen. Oh no! Could you imagine Usopp just shouting "Insulin shot" as he shoots a needle across the battlefield? Special attack, insulin star! Oh, oh Christ! Uh, it's the oh, very specific kind of joke that is, is for me. <laughs> Nami hides herself away in a cupboard as she hears Sham and Butchie approaching. This this Silent Hill two moment. Yeah. Yeah. Of just like, oh, those, oh, those pots really are jangly. Yeah. This is <laughs> just. This is just a survival horror episode of this show. Yeah, it's just, it's Silent Hill, it's the kids in the kitchen in Jurassic Park. (laughs) Yeah. It's everything. I'm so here for it. Oh yeah, we'll go, we'll get to my favorite part of this, because this (laughs) this is, I hope this comes out in October, because this is a slasher movie of an episode. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Well, and it's where we get the first of, like, the visual motifs that are going to be present through the rest of this whole episode of, like, people... Like, light coming in on people's faces from behind, like, a great kind of situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just love it. I don't know if it's a Kuro. great situation that they might be killed. I'd say that's a... Waka waka. <laughs> Kuro orders his underlings to toss Luffy's body into the well along with Zoro and Mary's. I, I fucking love Sham and Butchie. They're great. <laughs> They're amazing. Fantastic. I love them. They sh- They've both gone completely native. <laughs> or maybe they were always like this, and, and putting on these roles allowed them to this is the, let it the, out. The good future and the bad future from their childhood. Bad future, pirate, <laughs> good future, chef and maid. This is a trope that I talked about, I think, on What the Folklore, like many, many moons ago at this point. But every show or book or movie needs a Horace and Jasper. 
Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, this is yeah. so true. And if we don't get Django, I'm glad that Kuro at least has a Horace and Jasper with them. Right. Yeah. Oh, they're just such an improvement over Sham and Bucci in, in the manga, because like, they're just kind of C-tier list kind of weirdos. weirdos. <laughs> like, they're not even that weird. Yeah. <laughs> By one piece Yeah, yeah comparatively. <laughs> <laughs> they truly are just a waste of time. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, but, but here they are just, they, oh, amazing. I love them so much. I love them. I love their banter. And the fact that they are played by, like, you know, real human people, I yes. think, ennobles it because it draws attention mm-hmm. to how fucking weird they actually are. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, suddenly, the doorbell rings as the Marines arrive at the front door. Kuro smooth talks Kobe and Helmeppo, convincing the latter that Usopp isn't to be trusted and is, in fact, mentally ill. <sighs> what a rough scene. Mm-hmm. Introducing um, one of my favorite slash least favorite quotes uh, ever. Um, <laughs> wow. Which is, uh, uh, I guess some fruit gets so bruised, it just can't help be rotten to the core. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Which writer um. decided to go for the throat with that one? <laughs> go for the throat, not unlike a, a predatory jungle cat. <laughs> mm. A little kid cat. Um, oh, I I love... So, like, I... I well, I don't... Hmm. Love is a weird word, because mm-hmm. I love, like, the decision on the meta side. I don't love in-universe. Uh, but at the door, all of the actors here are white, except for Usopp. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jesus that, fucking Christ, you're right. And nobody is believing him and, like, attributing the things he's saying to just, like, oh, poverty, tragedy, who could have prevented that? It must be a moral failing. Wop wop. Mm. Um, yeah. On, on someone or other's part. That's just really powerful in and of itself here. Um, and I think it, it points, like, it, it's a good sort of signal to viewers that, like, hey, we're you know, we're aware of, like, racial dynamics and tensions, and we're approaching these things with, yeah, hopefully, attempting more subtlety and nuance than the source material. Or, uh, like, thinking about it at all, in some cases. Like, <laughs> right. Uh, Kuro has Butchie and Sham change their plans and just turn Luffy over to the Marines. I love the subtle rubberiness while Luffy's being carried. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like, there's just a little itty-bitty uncanny valley. Like, he wiggles a little bit more than a human body should. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, he's looking a little like Quop. <laughs> oh, no. Just a little floppy. Quop is mm-hmm. a very Luffy One Piece uh, Oh yeah, uh, creation. Um, I love the, like, rising horror movie music as it, you know, looks more and more like is gonna get away with it. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I, one last note on, like, he after Luffy gets carried out, Kobe like it seems like the doors are gonna close and Kobe is like pushing the door back open, and I just I love 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 the added dynamic here of having um, a trans actor playing a character struggling with listening to their internal signals of like what is right and good and acceptable versus versus those coming more explicitly or logically or um, from mm-hmm. sources of authority. Um, I just think that's really smart. Uh, and then one more thing is here so much, this is thematic to all of One Piece, um, but we get it in two punches here. So much depends on buying time. Um, so many times in One Piece, we come across an enemy we can't defeat, but we can buy time. And so we get, you know, Kobe saying, I just have a few more questions until he can hear the suspicious sounds and Usopp running off into the bush. 
uh, it's also very clever that uh, Usopp, you know, he's seen as this kind of, like, coward liar, and so he runs away to, like, tell the town, like, oh, the pirates are coming, which gets him off the radar to be able to do some other stuff. Uh, as Zoro begins his attempts to escape the well, we flash back to Shimatsuki Village seven years ago, where Zoro began his study of the blade. Boy, do we. <laughs> Try as he might, Zoro could never best his rival, Kuina, who was the daughter of the dojo master. He is so well cast. <laughs> oh my god, listen. Both this, of these kids. This, <laughs> yes. I mean, the, Kawina's actor, I mean, this might be one of one of my favorite performances in the whole live action. Because it's giving me, like, existential Hermione vibes. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Like, she what knows she's phrase. being a know-it-all. But she also knows, like, it will not win her friends. She knows that knowing all the things she knows isn't going to be enough to win fights. But she still just, like, has to give pointers to Zoro because he's doing it wrong and he could be doing it right. He could be doing it right. That is the thing. He did drop his elbow. <laughs> and he did, and he should, and I, I, like, as a former gifted kid who never was able to, like, do this, like, I, I, I it hits me. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And it just, and it also makes me wonder, like, has she seen other girls in this school give up on the things they know in pursuit of, like, being accepted, being able to make friends, you know, social niceties. I like that she's trying to, I interpret it as her trying to, like, be friendly to Zoro, and Zoro, in modern day, seems a little closed off, and apparently that's just been him his entire life. Like, even as a kid, he was a little <laughs> bit of a of an edgelord. He's just well, built that way. Yeah, yeah but he, he is more, a lot more emotive that's true. here, though. And yeah. I, it, this watch-through made me like McKenyu's performance more mm-hmm. because we yeah. still get the more brash, sassy version of Zoro, but it's just it's when he's young. It's here, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, instead of being like before yeah, the time scale yeah. in general, you still get the, the the image of growth. It kind of puts the pieces together about about Zoro's sort of cool demeanor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this isn't a huge deal, but I was just curious how you all felt about uh, having them begin the fight masked and. Like, literally having it be a reveal that not only is Zoro not the one who's winning, but it's a girl who defeated him. It's a little, it's a little Metroid to me. Yeah, but... it's, a, it's, it is a cliche, but I also didn't mind it. Yeah, yeah like, I really I, like it. Yeah, like, I don't it's mind fine. it necessarily. <laughs> you see that in plenty so of places. It makes it, it makes it more intellectual for me, because, like, I love, I've always loved Kawina, but her introduction in the manga always felt a little bit icky like it felt really focused on like her body and specifically like her secondary sex characteristics that didn't necessarily have anything to do with sword fighting Mm -hmm. Um, whereas this is much more like here at this point we are even there's not a difference between us and also it reminds me of the Lindsay Lohan parent trap (laughs) (laughs) fencing scene there which is maybe (laughs) more relevant uh, frustrated by all of his losses, Zoro challenged Koina to a real duel using real blades. She accepted, telling him, If you want to beat me, you better be ready to kill me. Also, they're like eight, so the be ready to kill me, hey, they're they're older it's, than eight. Like, yeah. Jesus, guys, what the it's heck? Intense. <laughs> yeah, because Zoro's, um, what, 19 now, and it's seven years ago, so they're like 12. Okay, fair enough. If the, uh, if the, man, if they're, the sensei knew that they were doing this with real swords, they would be fucking... They oh, were yeah. out on their asses. Y'all, I got things to say about the sensei in Spoiler Town. Mm. 
Uh, back at the mansion, Usopp wakes Kaya to warn her of the danger that Clahador represents. Uh, Kaya refuses to believe that Clahador killed Mary, assuming Usopp's stories are merely him lashing out at the butler. This is heartbreakingly terrifying. Yeah. Because, it's of a- course, this is this is how real abuse and manipulation happens. Somebody gains your trust and then separates you from the rest of your support system. Mm-hmm. The other thing that hits me is, like, the instant money is mentioned, the air goes out of the room. Yeah. Um, like, the Oof. suspension of disbelief is over, and Kaya crash lands into disappointment. And she says a really interesting thing. I believed your stories because they were fun. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, which kind of feels like a little, like, one piece winking through the camera. <laughs> Hey, we're making a funny we're making a funny story so that you will learn things about the world so that you'll listen. Uh, she tells Usopp to leave, but he says he's done running and won't leave her side until he knows that she's safe. Um, and I I love like I don't usually love like when anime girl slaps a boy because it's usually like slapstick and weird if you think about it for more than a second. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I love this because. Kaya has been very much positioned as like a disabled character yeah. whose mm-hmm. physicality is is a limitation and a damsel in distress. But here she gets to have agency. Um, Usopp is escalating to physicality, trying to make her believe him, mm-hmm. and she strikes back. Especially uh, comparing it to, as you said, like a manga where it's it takes place in a single panel, so it has to be like over the top and dramatic to get you to look at it and Just register wow. it. It's it's yeah. a huge moment, but here it's very sudden like a slap would be. It's jarring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And and the camera lets us like linger on that feeling and hold it. Yeah. Because yeah, she is totally justified in being frightened and not trusting Usopp right now. Yeah, you just came into my room and you just told me my like Financial sheet guys <laughs> was killed by my butler, whom I trust. <laughs> my financial sheep guy. And like, I That's like what the position is yeah, called you are in this town. A rapscallion, and there are the racial dynamics happening. And I want to, you know, be a well-meaning white liberal, but they brought money into the question, and now ooh. Kuro and his pirates gear up for battle and place the mansion under lockdown, closing iron shutters over the doors and windows. You're not trapped in here with me. He's looking like a bad scientist. (laughs) I love it. Also, I gotta say, uh, yeah, Bucci's look, like, again, he is choosing to dress up like this. No one is forcing him to do this. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. And, like, (laughs) the the others don't really change their appearances, really. Yeah. Like, I think, like, I think Sham takes her apron off. And she adds Mm -hmm. some face paint. Yeah, but, like. She adds face paint that mimics, uh, mimics. Shams weird face. Yeah, the art style <laughs> um, from the manga. Yeah, Butchie turns himself into the fucking Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, he does. Here. Yes, <laughs> he he has been we hurting. Get, we get Phantom every of the Opera Butchie. We get leather boy shorts. Sham. <laughs> um, I I told Theo yesterday. I said Butchie and Sham showing up in this costume is the are the non-binary group kids showing up at the board game meet. <laughs> yeah, he, they, she, they, solidarity. He, they, she, they, solidarity. Completely. Yeah. <laughs> is, is, um, is Sham the first uh, gender swap in the, like, canonical gender swap in the, the show so I'm far? I'm pretty sure. sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'm curious to see if we're gonna get more of that. I will mm. be surprised if it's more than just minor characters, but mm-hmm. I, I, I think we might get some more of it. We'll see. 
Uh, Nami makes it to Kaya and Usopp before the black cat pirates do, who begin stalking the halls of the mansion. Oh my god. Slasher movie villain. It is just (laughs) full-on horror movie at this point. It's incredible. This is such a good way to handle these characters compared to how the manga uses them. It's so good. Uh, there, you know, there's there's things that I like about the version of this in the in the manga. Yeah. Like there's some there's some fun stuff, um, but on the whole, I think that um, Re- Resident Evil Slasher Mansion <laughs> with dishes mounted on the walls uh, is an and is an improvement over the whole like island you know, directional slapstick. Yeah. yeah. Oh uh, my god, yes. Like, if we were if this was sticking completely to the manga, we would be covering beaches with with sticky syrup <laughs> to yeah. to stop the bad guys. We, but we, it's the wrong they, beach. The, we did lose the caltrops, which is always a negative for me. The but. whole thing mm. is that they're cats. And cats are like with their prey, they're known to stalk and hunt and like quietly approach them. So toy with it. Yeah. Ha- having them sneaking around in this mansion, like running down hallways from these predators, is way more interesting than running from beach to beach. And, and appropriate. And having yeah. them out in the wide open. Like having them in right. cramped yeah. spaces is much it's, more terrifying. It, 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 right? it's, yes, it, it lets them really shine. It Yeah, it, it highlights the black cat strengths. Um, and it also like plays a way better part in terms of like the arc of of the crew's um congealing because mm-hmm. the as much as i love the manga slapstick stuff it it hinges on sort of a your familiarity with the shonen genre and be like mm-hmm. oh we smile at each other so we're friends and we're good guys and there's we automatically trust each other completely <laughs> um whereas like here in in live action and in with embodied actors like that that won't fly yeah. So we kind of have to be cooped up, working together to survive. And like that, what happened last episode between Nami and Kaya—that moment of actual bonding and friendship—is so crucial. For sure, because it allows them to have that trust to that the push and pull they have throughout the rest of this episode. That is just so beautiful. You yeah. will believe mm-hmm. that Usopp makes up tall tales. You will not believe that Nami makes stuff up. You'll believe that she'll oh, rob yes. you, but she wouldn't lie about like the evil <laughs> butler. That's true. Yeah, yeah, if we didn't have that set up in the previous episode, Nami showing up to deliver uh, the bad news and corroborate Usopp's story would not have, like, it probably wouldn't have worked. Right. Ex- except right. for the fact that Kuro is talking like a creepy killer. He is just going around <laughs> being like, hi, I'm going to slit your I throat. Like he, he does He does give up the ruse pretty yes. quickly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's given, like, one, two, Kuro's coming for you. As soon as the shutters go down, he knows that he's won in his mind. So right. he right. doesn't yeah. need to put on the pretend show anymore. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. We don't need to hide who we are. <laughs> uh, Kaya and Usopp take Nami to Kaya's parents' old bedroom in the East Wing, where they can reach another crank for the security doors. You get lots of ship's wheel. Yeah. <laughs> it's just fun. <laughs> I love this, yeah. Uh, Did unfortunately, they say last episode about something in the East Wing? Did they just say that Kai hasn't been there or something? Yeah, just specifically that's where the parents' bedroom is. Okay, I something about the way she said it in the last episode made the uh, foreshadowing three thousand go off, and then this episode <laughs> there wasn't really. I was expecting like a, a Butler killed me, like written on the wall in blood, but she hasn't gone in because <laughs> you know you know something like that, like something big and dramatic, and like yeah, we, we didn't really get that. She finds an audio recording of her parents being killed by a <laughs> <Yeah. Lockhart. laughs> On a Bioshock audio lock. 
<laughs> uh, unfortunately, the dust in the secret hallways, walkways behind the walls causes Kaya to start coughing. And overhearing this, Kuro just begins stabbing blindly into the wall. And he eventually Ooh. nicks the girl before she can escape. I love this scene. <laughs> this scene is fantastic. It's giving, um, like, Halloween, I want to say six, where um, Michael Myers is, like, stabbing into the air vent, and then, like, the niece is, like, putting her foot, like, on the knife in the air vent to climb up and out. Yeah, you know it's, all of these is, is paying homage to all kinds of horror movies. Slasher oh, movies. Yeah, it just, it just gets that tension so right. There is something very funny and also sinister about um, the bad guy showing up in full Renfair garb. <laughs> yeah. And just saying, and Kuro going, That's right, lads, no more hiding who we are. <laughs> like, if, if Kuro had AirPods in, it would be blasting this is me from the greatest show right this second <laughs> oh my God. this is his this is me moment uh, he, he, this Kuro really does feel like he enjoys the performance you know he gets his underlings to dress up as cats and he's going around being all creepy but, like i'm gonna get you right but what makes it but what makes it funny is that he never smiles like yeah, he takes right? him he, it feels like he takes himself absolutely seriously even more than buggy did mm-hmm. and that makes it strange like he wants to <laughs> he wants to put on a show but he doesn't want anyone to laugh at it he doesn't yeah. he doesn't want anyone to be entertained it's just for right him. it's we'll just be, for yeah, him I, I it's thoughts. just for me <laughs> put, put a pin in that thought for the end of this episode yeah. mm. uh, in the flashback zoro and kawina begin their duel and uh similar to episode two with uh luffy's flashback uh paralleling his current ordeal in the dunk tank present day Zoro struggling to clamber up the well walls is also paralleled with his stumbling as a child against Kuina. Oh, I love the intercuts here. It's very cool. Pat leaned over and she said, you know that he's willing to kill the well. Like he was unwilling to kill (laughs) Kuina all those years ago. (laughs) I won't hold back. Can you cut something that isn't a physical object? I mean... Never mind, that's spoilers. Ah, oh, I see. I Yes, I would simply, yes. <laughs> uh, losing the duel, Zoro admits he can't beat Kuwina and tells her to kill him. Jesus. Zoro. <laughs> Zoro, there's time to train. You could get better. You are 12. Yeah. <laughs> Before we get to this big emotional moment, can I talk about the fight? Yeah. Okay, so uh, I've been pointing out the lighting sources and the sun. When we cut, like, almost immediately from, like, Kuro in the moonlight to Kawina warming up in in the sunlight. This whole fucking forest is, forest is bathed in sunlight. Um, the sun is behind Kawina when she's practicing. It's also behind Zoro as he's approaching. And I thought, well, that's weird, but maybe it's probably not intentional. It's probably just getting good lighting for the shots, etc. Just you wait, listeners. <laughs> um, like, oh, I'm just, I'm so obsessed with these performances because young Kawina, she approaches with this, like, perfectionism, scraping the katana against the sheath. And meanwhile, Zoro's just got his two swords. He's a competitive idiot, not thinking ahead at all. Plays a barbarian in D&D. Right, Kawina's got <laughs> yeah. this whole thing of, like, I'm gonna challenge you to the death, and if I'm going to die, I'm going to die as the person I want to be, adhering to, you know, the code that I want to adhere to. Meanwhile, Zoro, like, he just wants a fight! Uh, he, <laughs> Shut up um, and fight! And it's and it's this really childish attitude of, like, I've got more swords! Um, <laughs> 
And I remember, like, was it an SBS or an interview with Oda where he talked about the origin of Zoro? Like, there was the famous swordsman in Japanese history that had two swords, and Oda just said, well, if I'm gonna write a better swordsman, he should He's have another have three. sword. Oh, yeah. have another sword. What if uh, Miyamoto Musashi had one more sword? <laughs> That's just the epitome of, of One Piece, to, like, have a childish attitude, see how it's childish, and, like, the see through that to the fatalism and an unfairness of the world take that seriously and address it but then also refuse to let go of your childish joy uh, which brings me back to the sun imagery because as they're fighting we get this shot of Zoro like crouching on the ground with his two swords crossed uh, and the sun is like move is behind him moves behind his head so you can't miss it the sun's behind him the next shot is Kawina getting in position and the sun is reflecting from behind her off her blade into her face it's so fucking cool <laughs> I love that like, shot. Oh fuck! Like this. Okay, they both are like getting the sun imagery, and I started tearing up at this contrast between Zoro like striving with a partner on the surface in the sunlight to him struggling alone at night beneath the earth. Um, mm-hmm. And then, okay, then then we get to Kawina not killing him. Uh, instead, she offers a hand, lifting him back up. She tells him to stop being an idiot and that someday he will surpass her in every facet of battle. She may be small and fast enough to beat the boys now, but someday he'll be taller, stronger, and have longer arms than her. She tells him, girls may be able to beat boys, but no woman can beat a man. This is an interesting adaptational thing. Yeah, what a line read. Where, yeah, they they knew they couldn't just repeat the story the way it's told in the manga because the audience just wouldn't accept it. Like, the idea that you just can't do it if you're a girl. Like, they just would not be believed. So, they had to have her perspective on it be, like, practical. And it's like... like this sort of, like, bio-truthy kind of yeah. thing? Yeah. And, I, yeah, like, you can you could, you know, debate whether that's accurate. Sure, but she's like, 12. Zora will. Yeah, but, <laughs> yes, he does, yeah. Like, which is great. And it, uh, but, but, like, that, they, they had to change the framing of it. And mm-hmm. have her, yeah, like... Yeah justify it more from her own perspective because they knew that the audience wouldn't accept it otherwise. Yeah. That's, that's key, because in, that, the, in the manga, it, it very much feels like male gaze e like, ah, mm-hmm. I am a man, and this is what I think it's like to be a woman. Which, in, this... in its own way, is interesting because it is just Zoro's perspective that we get in the manga, for the most right. part. So, mm-hmm. like, it's this, just the way that really... he's remembering it. This resonates with my 12-year-old girl self. <laughs> yeah. Well, and mm. I think, too, what's interesting is if I remember correctly in the manga, isn't it explicitly the the dad who's like, you will never be stronger than the men? And so it's interesting yeah. that they uh. didn't show that explicitly here. He has the attitude, and you can guess that maybe her dad kind of said some things to her, but they made the dad less obviously abusive. Like, I know there's lots of people online who really do not like the dad. They're like, what a shit character. And they sort of got rid of that. I didn't remember that. It's, I don't think. I'm lo- no, I'm looking at it now, and mm-hmm. like we don't see him say it. Yeah, but Karina she, says she the tells quotes him. That, like, yeah. Dad says that girls can't be master swordsmen. Yeah, which, yeah. yeah, is not. Uh, mm. She also, cites him as a source. <laughs> right. <laughs> There's a little wad next to her name. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we were talking earlier too about Zoro thinks that he has the best number of swords. Since most of you were manga only, uh, I was reminded in the Mestex <laughs> that there's an anime scene of his young childhood training where he has 27 swords. Uh, he has like nine in each hand and nine in his mouth yeah, or something. Yeah, well, I remember this. Uh, Zoro isn't having any of her excuses. 
He says, you're my goal. If you just give up, what has all our training been for? Let's fight every day. We'll keep getting better and stronger until one of us becomes the greatest. It's a really dopey thing to say, but it's like, yeah, it's what she and needs it's to so hear full at that of moment. Heart. Well, and Zoro's fair. Zoro is a so, dork. Yes, we know this. And yeah. I just say too, like this isn't what they were going Zoro. for, but it's very much Kawina being like facts and logic about men and women, and Zoro being like feelings matter though. <laughs> yeah, Zoro of all yeah. people. Like that's yeah, that's great. But also the gays. <laughs> well, yeah. Gender uh, is a social construct. They hammer home visually the themes of One Piece just over and over and over. When Kawina doesn't kill him and she reaches out her hand and Zoro reaches up to take it, that's that's where the sun is, right behind their hands clasping. Uh, and aww. So, like, this is, like, the core of, of One Piece for me, is people reaching out to help, but also letting people choose to take it. And, and the beauty happens when they're both reaching out, because here we get this little smirk and step forward when Kawina repeats Zoro's vow to kick his butt every day. <laughs> Zoro broke through her barriers and she starts be- to believe for a moment that the impossible is possible uh, interesting choice by the showrunners to use her full name here indeed mm. Shimotsuki, Shimotsuki Kuina oh yeah that's true yeah isn't that also the name of the village as well it indeed. is Shimotsuki okay. village frost moon village a lot, of, a lot of katanas a lot of Japanese kind of stuff <laughs> It's cold and there are swords. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, Jake. A land that is cold. With that swords. Has swords. In it. Oh, boy. I forgot earlier when someone made the comment, who else would wear a straw hat? I really wish that I had thought of saying people who want to keep the sun off their heads, obviously. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey. Hey, now. Back in present day. As the Marines escort the food coma Luffy into custody, <laughs> uh, Kobe frets about all the things that Usopp said. He might not know if he can trust him, but he does know that Clahador creeped him the fuck out. The vibes <laughs> were off. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, Helmeppo is fed up with Kobe's whinging, telling him the only reason he's even there is because he was friends with Straw Hat in the first place and Garp has been using him to get to the pirate faster. What a very American audience kind of thing. I mean, I don't know about American audience, but I definitely feel like this is something that works better in the live action that you don't really get in the manga and anime. And this scene doesn't happen in the manga and anime. Yeah, like, I was going to say. like It just it feels very much like the sort of tension you put in an American Netflix TV show to mm-hmm. me. Maybe. Uh, Luffy begins to mutter about meat. And when Helmeppo goes to inspect him... He gets a shirt full of poison soup upchucked onto his uniform. Yeah, like, is Helmuffo, like, okay? Like, that's poison that <laughs> he just puked all over him. It's fine. <laughs> it's just fine. Shirt. Like, it's he has fine. to go, he should go through I, decontamination. It's fine. I, I, it's, it's only bad if you eat it. I mean. You get it on your skin. It's like how, mushrooms. How long, sure. do, how, how long does food have to be in Luffy's tummy before it becomes rubber? <laughs> Oh, I don't even think about that. I refuse to think about it. I outright refuse to engage with that thought. You just, you just slam down the Uno reverse card so hard the table cracks. If there actually is anyone here who is just coming to the live action and that's you know your first introduction to One Piece, I need to emphasize we talk about this all the time in One Piece. It is a constant so... part of being a One Piece fan, thinking about, is 
is the implications of every, Luffy's <laughs> anatomy. Every part of him is rubber. Yeah, like and like <laughs> whenever there's part. a Sorry. whenever there's like a disturbing question about like oh why does this rubber thing work like is this true? A lot of them Oda has answered, and the answer is always yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. oh, we're we're just lucky in that case. Like that question isn't a yes or no answer. So. Mm. Uh, when they reach the east wing Kaya begins blaming herself for letting all this happen and for not huh. having seen Kuro for who he was sooner Honey, Oof. Nami is quick to tell her it is not her fault and that he took advantage of her which is very <gasps> pointed coming from Nami yeah. I have ooh I have thoughts yeah what would they think of me they'd want you to survive uh, they uh-huh. being Kaya's parents <laughs> uh huh <sighs> Uh, I'll call I'll call it right now. This is an X mark. <laughs> yeah. Nami assures Kaya that she did nothing wrong and she just did what she needed to survive. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh <laughs> <laughs> It's about pirates. It's about pirates. <laughs> uh working together, all three of them begin to crank the shutter lever back up, but uh this only tells Kuro exactly where they are. You've alerted the killer. No oh, beans. He he is alerted, and he is like gently scraping the walls, like the what was it, Scarlet fucking... Fever in like Osmosis Jones, <laughs> like fucking Freddy Krueger. Are you talking about mm. Thrax? Yeah. <laughs> I. Theo, that was not the that. Are you talking about Thrax? Theo, that was not the deep cut I expected to hear tonight. Talking about One Piece, I, like, I did I, not I expect don't... people to talk about his Osmosis Jones. I don't watch horror movies; they're too scary. I watch yeah. children's movies that reference horror movies. <laughs> Osmosis Jones is incredible. It's horrifying. Anyway, yes. uh, but he walks past this fucking anamorph skull cabinet. <laughs> like a human skull on one end and like a saber tooth tiger skull on the other end and in between are like in between skulls I mean I can very clearly envision a lot of the you know senior marine officers yelling about Andalite bandits like <laughs> that's all real why do Kaya's parents have this <laughs> I will ask again in the spoiler section do, do do we think that they hired the chief accountant because he was a bizarre specimen Maybe there was in the contract, like, after you pass away, we get to keep your skull. Is there an ulterior motive? Did did they find Mary on the island of rare animals, which is very close by it. We see on the map at the end of the episode. Listen, I've got an unhinged crackpot theory for the spoiler (laughs) section. Oh, boy. That is, it is in no way a coherent theory that I think is true. It's just me having fun with red string in my red string land. Flashing back again, Zoro recalls the day Kuwina's father approached him and told him that she had passed away after suffering a vague accident. They did make the, in- the the screenwriters made the interesting choice here to make it even more vague than it is in the manga. I yeah, so I, I, yeah. I, I, I wonder what she... the, I wonder what the thinking was behind that. Yeah, yeah, because in the manga she fell down the stairs, didn't she? That yeah. is what we are talking uh, On this podcast, we will never forget that she fell down some stairs. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. like, And they instead they chose to make it even more vague and, like, unceremonious, I guess? Yeah, I... Well, I don't know. Is it? I kind of disagree I, with this choice, personally. I, I just don't... I don't, oh, underst- I, I I don't understand it. 
It yeah, does I... make some things that are weird later on even weirder. It does. Uh, it huh, complicates huh. some future things quite a bit oh. more than they already un- were, which is quite complicated. Oh, really? Them in a way that I don't like. Exp- explain that later mm. in the spoiler section. We'll, explain, we'll okay. get to it. <laughs> we'll see if Tyler and I are thinking the same thing. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we are. I don't know how I feel about it because I just want to know what the intent behind it was. Like, why yeah. did they choose to write it like this? Right. Um, I, but look, yes, I, it, it does happen. Yeah, reading it in the best light that I can. Like, I, I, I like it because it, it gives the idea that, like, what Zoro is fighting against isn't, like, death from pirates or death from poison or death from whatever source to take revenge on. It is straight up death. It's just death. The end. Yeah. It and doesn't it, matter and, the source. He is mad and, that his friend died for any reason. Right. And in the yeah. end, regardless of the details, it does get across what we have to take away from this scene, mm-hmm. which is people can die for any fucking reason, for yeah. any stupid reason in this world. Even the strongest fighters, like something bad and can happen any to Any reason or no reason. Exactly. It, it almost it evokes that um, bit from the Adventure Zone that still lives in my head to this mm. day. Uh, you can probably find it if you like, look <laughs> it up on YouTube and find 18 animatics based on it, but it's the part where that's called um, Not All Exits Are Made Equal. It's a, it's a good one. Is it's it good, from the original very, Adventure Zone? The first yeah. part? It's, yeah, it's from um, Balance. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've listened to that. I don't recall. Yeah. Uh, at the memorial ceremony for Kawina, Zoro requested the honor of carrying her sword from her father. His sensei asked, on what grounds should he allow Zoro to carry such a rare blade? It's not a common blade. It's not uncommon. It's the rare status. <laughs> this is blue. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sword booster pack. It's a, yeah. It's a blue. We'll Zoro explains the pact that he had made with Kuina, and the sensei acquiesces, telling Zoro it's up to him to fulfill that promise for the both of them now. And so, the three-sword style was born. Yes. Mm. And in present day, Zoro finally scales the well to freedom. Uh, With the marines, Luffy finishes spitting up the rest of the poison, and then pleads with Kobe to let him go, so that he can go and save his friends at the mansion. When I started the live action, I never expected we would get the uh, Kobe holding Luffy's hair back as he vomits <laughs> scene. That, I really was not on my bingo card. <laughs> the Kobe and Luffy in college scene. I, lo- oh, yeah. I love this so much. Yeah, it's good. Kobe would be so gentle and kind. Zoro meets up with his captain, taking out the other marine guards and Helmeppo with a punch to the face. <sighs> so good. Hey, haircut. <laughs> And uh, Luffy asks how uh, Zoro knew he was there, and Zoro said he didn't. He thought he was going back to the house. (laughs) (laughs) The the Zoro getting lost joke, just, I think it might even be better in the live action than it is in the manga. Because he is so serious. He refuses (laughs) to give up his dignity for even a second. Even when he is admitting to these unbelievably boneheaded... (laughs) The performance is impeccable because there's like just a slight bit of disappointment. Like, oh, I thought I was heading back to that, but there's no shame. It's just like, no, like, and like he's not even disappointed that he got lost. He's just he's disappointed that he didn't arrive at his destination. (laughs) Right, right, right. (laughs) In his mind, there's no need to connect those two things. In the manga, it's typically like played with comical anger from him at being corrected, but having him be stoic about it actually does improve it i agree Uh, yeah i think it is funnier like oh my god kobe attempts to arrest them both but luffy tells him he knows kobe has a job to do but so does luffy and he had better not try to stop him (laughs) 
look on Zoro's face when Kobe's like, I put you under arrest is his, his look is just, <laughs> oh my God. yeah, okay, try All right. it. Yeah, he like, <laughs> I got three swords here. Turns sideways, puts his hand on the Wadoichi Manji and like waits for Luffy to make a move. And from now until eternity, for me, Every time Zoro poses with his hands on Wando like that, I am imagining him talking to Kalina in his mind. Oh. This guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a great <laughs> mental image. Like his inner monologue. Like he's just talking to her all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, I in, mean, it's, like it's in like his a, like, like, like like in his mind. These oh Jesus, this is all like, like unfolding stone, now. Basically. This is all like yeah. unfolding now in my head, Theo. Like. Like he, like she. This is the journey of the world's greatest swordsman, and she can't have it. So he's going to have it, and like in his mind, he's sharing it with her. Yeah, exactly. Like, That's why he took the blade. Taking right. it for both of them. And, the, right. and what this, would you? I forget what if you I think said of it this at the beginning. Oh, but like, man. I liked. I always liked Zoro. This ep- This the live action and this episode especially made me love Zoro. Yeah. It's a really good take on his backstory that, like, ennobles everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Kuro makes it to the East Wing just as Nami, Usopp, and Kaya hide themselves. He begins he to admonish her. claws on a harp, and it makes a little diegetic <laughs> horror movie screech. <laughs> Genius. Yeah, it's a horror Incredible. movie Incredible. Genius. Oh, what a good show. He begins <laughs> to admonish her for squandering her life of privilege as he hunts around the room for her. Life she squandered because she was drinking poison. Yeah, powder. like this guy complaining <laughs> that she needed him to do everything for her because she was weak because he was poisoning her. <laughs> so this is this is really fascinating. So like, I talk a oh, lot in, when we went through the manga about like diff- various villains being a, a foil and a counterpoint to Luffy. Kuro, we get a little bit of 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 what how he's a counterpoint to Luffy, but what this episode sets him up as is more of a counterpoint to Usopp. Because yeah, so much of Usopp's huh. story is about the problems he's, he's facing are a direct result of his past actions. And, and like, we even get a little bit of that this episode when he has the realization, like, I gave you that tea. <laughs> and here Clawdor is mm. doing these complainings of, of Kaya being sad and sick of poison because of all of the poisoning that he did. Me sowing, me reaping. Um... There actually was a really good YouTube video that recently came out. I can't remember who the person, who the creator was, but they analyzed Syrup Village Arc and they talked about like why Kuro is one of the most important villains. I think was the title of it. Oh, I think I did uh, see was, this thumbnail. Yeah. It was a good watching. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's kind of the first villain where we really see like Luffy getting mad at a captain captaining wrong. I think that's mm-hmm. where we first started saying that phrase. Right. Yeah. 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 Because and we get a bit of it in Kuro yelling about like all of my crewmates are expendable. Yeah. But we don't get a lot of him, like, murdering his own crewmates, because he only has two right now. And they're way too yeah. good to kill. They're <laughs> too good. We wouldn't be able to buy it. Even too Zora good for this wicked world. Them. No. The, um... Also, I do... Yeah, no, Sorry, go, go ahead. No, go on. Oh my gosh. Okay, so, uh, I just want to point this out really quickly. Um, Kuro, you know, he was planning on poisoning Kaya, and then he decides, you know what, I'm gonna haunt her like a cat or whatever. I just am imagining if he succeeds, which he obviously doesn't because it's, you know, he gets beaten. But could you imagine him just going to the cops and being like, so the weird sheep guy went missing. I know <laughs> nothing about that. 
uh, Kaya gave me all of her riches, and then she died with five puncture wounds to her and eye. And then she I don't stabbed herself five with five different knives. Five with five different left. knives, like, at the instant she turned of age. Because <laughs> they have that scene where they're, like, standing in the kitchen, and then the clock sounds midnight. She's like, ah, yes, Kaya is of age. <laughs> all right, time to stab her. <laughs> time to kill her. I don't remember it's, it's this like happening in 16 in Candles. Ran into my knife. He ran into I mean, my knife ten my... times. <laughs> and I mean, listen, he's Curl of the Thousand Plants. At no point in there does it say they have to be good plants. He just loves coming up with them. Yeah, typically if you have a lot of plants, it points to them not being good plants. <laughs> right. <laughs> you kind of yeah. only want to have the one. Mm-hmm. Maybe Ideally. that's why... Amateur mistake. Maybe that's why his crewmates all have to wear the cat costumes, because he had a plan to get a, a team photo shoot done <laughs> at 3 o'clock, and at 2.45 they showed up with all the cat ears on. He was like, no, no, no! This has all gone terribly wrong! Uh, Luffy and Zoro make it back to the mansion and break their way in, agreeing to split up to look for their friends. When they lift up the garage door into the foyer why do you have uh-huh. a garage door to the foyer <laughs> why do you door have a garage is in the center of a wall mural of a sunrise Ooh. Jesus fucking christ and there's when a you, when you showed wheel, me this like uh, like us with the with the circle and the spokes coming out of it right at the top arch of the doorway like subtlety is for cowards yeah <laughs> We are laying it on as thick as we possibly can. Zoro encounters the Meow Band siblings in a hallway, <laughs> sporting their fantastic black cat pirate garb, and he begins to fend them off single-handedly. I will never get over the horror movie music being like a chopped and screwed cat's meow. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Nami and Kaya try to jump Kuro, but he's faster than they expect, and he holds them both at knife point. Uh, Usopp tries to rescue them with his trusty slingshot, but Kuro is even faster than that and catches the projectile midair. Just before Kuro can skewer Kaya, his arm is caught by a stretchy hand. And the instant, the instant Luffy's hand enters the frame, the next shot has a painfully bright warm chandelier next to that hand. Christ. Uh, Kuro tells Luffy he's annoyingly resilient, and Luffy responds, Well, I am made of rubber. (laughs) <laughs> awfully early for that line but I love it mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's great what oh, kind Lord. of monster are you the stretchy guy the stretchy guy uh, Kuro begins to ask Luffy if he truly understands what being a pirate means it's a life of worry of always looking over your shoulder always afraid that someone is going to slit your throat friend or foe Luffy replies that he's built different <laughs> <laughs> so this is fascinating to me because he uh, Kuro reads to me, especially here, as somebody who never learned to fail. I love that you guys pointed out that mm. he's taking himself super seriously. Because uh. part of learning to fail is like learning to play and not take things seriously. He he says he, he won all of his raids, so of course you're going to be terrified and holding on to that victory with a death's grip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kuro tells Luffy there's no such thing as freedom with a bounty on your head. But Luffy's done talking with a guy who would give up on his dream. Yeah, this, this is I, this well, is this version the show's version of the like you're captaining wrong moment. Yeah, yes. like we get we get the same emotional beat, but in this case it's it's you know Luffy being furious just like he was with Kobe at like anyone who would ever 
you know besmirch a dream besmirch their Mm -hmm. own dream like that's what's so interesting about it like it's not even it's not even it's not even just abstract to him like conceptually yeah the specific thing that makes him angry is people giving up on their own dreams yeah like it's 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 very it's very cool it's very well done yeah and inaki's performance of of that moment of luffy like listening thinking understanding and then saying you gave up on your dream Mm-hmm. Like, you get to see him take it in and process it and, and come to that conclusion. You you can literally see when Kuro says, like, you know, you can't be free with a bounty because Luffy's whole thing is freedom and he doesn't care if he has a bounty. You can see, like, a do not compute on his face. <laughs> and then he says the, like, you know, you just gave up on your dreams. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, another oh, delivery was... I really enjoyed was uh, Luffy saying, I'm done talking, now I'm listening. Yeah. Oh, that was beautiful. Because that's that's mm. what, um, an element of Luffy's character that we kind of don't get until you get really far into the series and you can sort of look at it as a whole. But that's the thing that um, I, I think in an interview, Luffy's actor said, like, that was a key thing with Luffy is that he listens. Yeah. Uh, oh. Unless it's backstory. Then he'll just go to sleep. Like, fuck that. <laughs> well, I mean, because that's not now. Yeah. You can't listen that's, to things that the past. You can only listen to now. <laughs> There was also one other really neat moment, um, just while we're pointing out amazing performances, uh, the, the Kuro, um, we get this amazing, like, from, like, his feet looking up shot as he's pretending to be Kaya, that is, like, this monstrous kind of inhuman, like, my parents are dead, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, but when he gets to Kaya's parents thing, he legitimately starts to, like, break down a little bit mm-hmm. and like th- he he is having a a black panel borders moment of like he has a mm-hmm. deep dark tragic backstory that we are not privy to <laughs> interesting and that makes me just so curious unfortunately my ship is starting to take water and i'm gonna have to leave oh, no. pretty soon so i i will say one more thing really quick is that at the very end of the episode we're still alive and as a fan of kuro i find that incredible <laughs> i think that i think that the showrunners know that in season 57 you find that encouraging burning avocados he will show up when we least expect him mm. <laughs> maybe all the stuff we've seen he's planned for this oh is only God. one of his thousand plans holy shit the other you thousand are each of the other chapters of one piece holy shit i I want Kuro to be the person who has eyes and ears everywhere. I want him to have a spy network that's just all throughout the East Blue that he's, you know, able to to keep up on things. And he goes, huh, I said we're going to take him down. That's kind of strange. Uh, Kuro makes the slightest shift in weight, and Luffy senses it and knocks Kuro out from across the room. He senses Bam! it. Bam! He senses it. Hmm. Kuro is surprised that he took a punch and decides to start taking this kid seriously. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> Luffy and Kuro tussle across the room. Luffy deftly dodging all of Kuro's furious swipes with his blades. Uh, eventually, Luffy catches both of Kuro's arms, holding him in place. And with a devious grin, he delivers the finishing blow, Gum Gum Bell. Like Kuro's holding his arms with his blades, holding across his face like little prison bars. And Luffy does mm. his little devious be- grin and bends them apart <laughs> he breaks the bars he breaks the barriers yeah. oh my god and as he does so the music shifts into the major key and the main theme 
uh, Kuro is sent flying through a window out of the house. And we, we didn't get this with Morgan because they were fighting outside, but we're now two for three of Luffy defeating the villain, sending them flying out of the building that they're in and letting the light in. Yeah, breaks, mm-hmm. breaks the bars, lets in the light, everybody smiles and laughs. Uh, morning comes, and these straw hats tie up the black cat pirates to leave them for the marines. Luffy's not sure they're going to be able to escape the marines themselves, no longer having a ship to sail on, but Kaya tells him he does have a ship. <laughs> uh, when he hears that he has a ship, Luffy just smiles wide in Nami's direction. <laughs> it's a very good moment it's very good I can't wait to see your face when we find the one piece <laughs> Kaya bestows the ram headed ship to them and Luffy deems it the going Mary in honor of her deceased companion Mary Luffy asks Usopp where his stuff is and if he isn't coming along he's going to need a great sharpshooter like Yasop. Uh, Kaya pulls Usopp aside, telling him not to worry about her, and that she needs to start taking care of herself. The shipyard may have been her parents' dream, but she has one of her own, to become a doctor. I have so many big feelings for Kaya right now. Mm -hmm. I I would love to hear, like, a person, like, a disabled person's thoughts on this portrayal of Kaya, because that has to be, like, if you are in a, if you are someone who requires care or caretaking this has to be a huge fear Mm -hmm. Um, but i it's it's i'm just really interested in in how she wants usopp to know that he is free to she doesn't want him to be tied down to her and grow to resent her like kuro did Uh, she promises they'll meet again someday expecting to hear the true adventures of the great captain usopp (laughs) and then she kisses him goodbye uh, cue, we are, as the Straw Hats settle into their new home aboard the Going Mary. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, it's so good. It's just like, it's it's like the little anime openings where you just get to see everybody doing their thing. And and it's got like, it starts with the do-do-do-do-do theme, and then we get the we are anime theme, and then back to the wealth, fame, power theme. Mm-hmm. It, was a, it was a very fun little musical surprise. It was. Yeah. And there's a couple of those in this show. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which doesn't need them because right. the 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 soundtrack of this show is so fucking good on its Strong own. Strong enough on its own, yeah. It, they they don't need yeah. to to pay homage to the music from the 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 source material to make it, you know, to to make it, but they do it anyway just out of love. And so I which I which I appreciate. Yeah. That that feels like something a One Piece character would do. That's true. You know, it's inherited will. Uh, meanwhile, Kuro rows away from the island alone in a dinghy. Kuro, 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 mm. your boat. <laughs> I it. guess that was one of his plans. <laughs> the final plan. Mm. <laughs> uh, aboard the marine ship, Kobe apologizes to Garp for failing his mission to capture Luffy. Garp tells the boy he's being too hard on himself again, and he commends him on flushing out the pirates, handing Kobe a spyglass so that he can spot the Going Merry sailing away from the island. How how did he know that was going to be their ship? I'm sure he has his ways. I mean, I guess they... Well, no, they don't don't have the big straw hat sail yet. I'm sure that he has his ways. Okay. (laughs) Oh, oh, oh. Gotcha. 
Wink. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm sensing. Uh huh. What you're <laughs> implying. Uh, Usopp presents the crew with their brand new Jolly Roger, designed in his own image. Here it is. Well, and uh, <laughs> the nose could be a little longer. It, yeah, mm. it's a little. Uh, the composition has shifted a bit from the manga. <laughs> And uh, it is noticeable, I'd say. (laughs) Noseticeable. As he and Luffy bicker over who the real captain is, Nami can't help but smile. I love this moment. Yeah, it's fun. And even Zoro gets a chuckle in. Luffy promises that from here on out, it's smooth sailing. Ah, And then cannon fire begins rocking the ship. You jinxed it, Luffy. (laughs) Ah, jeez. Ah, Sea of Thieves moment, for sure. (laughs) You need a witch on the crew to help with all these jinxes. Uh, They go above deck, and Luffy spots his Grandpa Garp aboard the marine ship, now chasing them. Grandpa? Grandpa. (laughs) Uh, Any other thoughts for episode four? Um, General thoughts, before we talk about spoilers. I, I have lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of thoughts. Yeah. But I'm not sure how to split them up. Because they involve talking, they, like, almost are all about, like, comparing the show to the manga. Yeah. But, like, I I feel like it affects how successful the show is even on its own, so I'm mm-hmm. not... Well, I'll, I'm not... I'll just give my general thought. Yeah, and, go, go ahead. Uh, then we can just dive into spoilers. Mm. Okay. And it's really just that episodes three and four were my favorite of the season together mm, they were great and uh no surprise as the usopp fanboy that i am that they're the <laughs> usopp episodes but even regardless of that i think these are the strongest ones of the season personally yes. i agree so let's talk about spoilers and spoilers uh, are before the x marks yes okay um let's see uh well you know what i'll start with the um i'll start with the, the short thing that is not relevant to all this yeah um th- thinking about sham and about the fact that they did a gender swap um and considering kind of the vibe that this production has going on and i don't think they'll do this but what if mm-hmm. what if the that rad looking woman who was at roger's execution who people are <gasps> suggesting is pre-transition crocodile. What if they just gender swap yes, crocodile? Yes, 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 yes. And it was Madam Ooh, Crocodile. Gimme, 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 okay. gimme. I I don't Sorry. think they'll do it. Yeah, um, I, I I'm obviously on board with it. <sighs> I don't know if Oda will let them. I yeah. want it so bad. Um, it, it would be it would uh, you know bring a, a little bit more gender parity to the Seven Warlords, which would be which would be nice. Mm-hmm. But uh, again, I don't think it'll happen, but it's just the thought that I had. Oh, I want um, it to happen so bad, Dave. So, uh, I, I I know that I am not alone in this, um, and I'm I'm a little surprised, Tyler, yeah. that you like that you like these episodes. Because I think Usopp is the big loser of the live action. Like, really hard. I think that these are both great episodes of TV, and I think that everything that they add is great. Nami makes out great. Um, the amount of time that they gave Zoro's backstory, it's like, this is the best version of Zoro's backstory. Um, and the way they treated Kuina, you know, ennobles everything. You know, Nami It's and a Kaya. weird place to put Zoro's backstory, but they I, found a way to do it well. I mean... Make it not incongruous I, with the rest of the episode. Well, the... Oh, boy. The, um... 
the portrayal of the backstory itself, I think, is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it is maybe not great and maybe indicative that the logo for the, <laughs> you know, for the, yeah. the, like, Usopp's, the climax of Usopp's big introduction is Zoro. Yeah. Is Zoro's mm. bandana and yeah. sword. Like, we lose both what I think are the most important Usopp moments in East Blue in the show, mm-hmm. in this show. And this is the first one where, like, structurally, it made perfect sense to focus and zoom in the events and, like, basically make it all about, um, you know, it all takes place in this house. And the house is a better location than running around the island. That is, that is uh, true. I agree with that. But it means that the story becomes entirely about Usopp's relationship with Kaya, someone who he likes and who likes him. And so he has all the reason in the world to care about and want to protect instead of being about his relationship with the town. Yeah. And the big moment in this part in the, in the manga is when he says, you know, like, that's like the, like this, and, and I'm, and I'm like, you know, there's people, even there's some people who even who like, who like Usopp, who think Surat Village is, is like boring and that Usopp's not good. I just, I could not disagree with that more. I love Surat Village. I think Usopp is amazing from minute one. Yeah. And one of, like, the most important moment there is him declaring, like, like, you know, this time, what is it he says? This time the lie will be a lie. Yes. You know, like, this, like, the pirates are coming and it's gonna stay a lie. Yeah, even if it's true be another time. boring day for my just village. Be another, yeah, another boring mm-hmm. day for my village. And that he goes to that much, to all this trouble, and he puts his life on the line to protect these people who ha- who, would, who don't give a shit about him, who don't give him the time of day. And, like, that is what makes it powerful. Like, that is more powerful than him, like, putting himself in danger to help Kaya, because he already likes Kaya. Of course he's going to help her. Like, yeah. and and he doesn't get enough screen time in his own big introduction arc. Like, I am really worried about this specific part of the live action. Um, I think that Usopp is not going to be well liked by the live action because I think they are they are missing the things that are like let him earn his place in the crew. Luffy says, "Yeah, you can come, you know, because I'm going to need a good sharpshooter." When I think he uses the slingshot twice <laughs> in the whole thing, and also. The, this show emphasizes way, way more than the um, than the manga does. It way, way, way more emphasizes um, Luffy's relationship with Shanks and the Red Hair Pirates. Which, and this is not why Luffy did it, but it introduces the very like obvious interpretation that like that's the reason that he wants Usopp to come because he knows Yasop. Yeah, and he, he assumes. He assumes that either he reminds him of Yasop or he assumes he's going to be as cool as Yasop. And that's not why Luffy did it. And Luffy would never do something like that. But I think it's really easy to interpret it that way. Like, eh, like this is this is worse than the... For me, this is worse than the other Usopp thing I think we lose later. But it's, uh, it's a big bummer for me. It is a real low point for the show. Yeah, I am disappointed... Adaptation. I'm disappointed mm. with what we lose later, and we'll talk about that obviously when we get there. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I, I don't like it. Didn't ups like there are two things in this show that upset me, and one of them mm. is in this episode. Um, oh, <laughs> what was which it? is to do with Kawina, but we'll get to that too. Ooh, okay. um, oh, mm. but like I wasn't like mad at the thing that we lose with Usopp later because 
there are interpretations of the East Blue events that have occurred before that also sort of gloss over that moment in a very similar way. So uh, I'm kind of used to that interpretation, mm. just especially for time. Uh-huh. Um, I think that this show's priorities for Usopp are very different than the manga's, and yes. I don't necessarily dislike that choice. What do you think their priorities are? It's about isolation more than cowardice. Yep. Mm. And bravery. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I think emphasizing his relationship with Kaya the way that they do uh, strengthens an interpretation that we had in the podcast of sort of his uh, his relationship to sickly women, to put it as <laughs> bluntly as I can. Oh, okay. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, the, I, A lot I don't of mom know, issues like, on I, this show. I, yeah. I, I also worry that, mm. like, that... Like, un- unless this is intentional, and unless, like, they intend to show Usopp, like, growing as a character a lot more, like, directly than the manga does. Because, like, he does grow, but something that is the case in the manga is that One Piece characters do get development, but their character concepts never change, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, the person that they are when we meet them they're always going to be that person. They're always going to do that kind of thing. They're just going to maybe, you know, get more refined about how they do it. Um, and if, if they're thinking about Usopp having more of an arc than that in this, I, I could see it. But I'm really worried that the live action audiences, I think he's are going to just see him as like completely full of shit. I, I, or just because, the, the, the comedic relief of the crew. If, if yeah. even that, but because we like... You know, again, we lose him sacrificing himself for people who don't care. Like you said, super, super. Well, I guess it wasn't super recently. I bet Jesus Christ, how long have we been doing this? <laughs> um, you said about Pound, yeah, and um, that what's important about Pound's arc, and that, and what's important about Pound as a character, and what we lose when he reappears in the cover story is unconditional love. Yeah, that his, his what makes him powerful as a character is that he. Is that he requires nor receives no reward for his actions yeah and Usopp is the saint with putting his life on the line for people who dismiss him and we lose that and we lose the kids and I don't I don't disagree with what you're saying about isolation I think that is a powerful story and that is an element of his story that was there that they're choosing to accentuate but the way that he interacts with those kids Makes it also makes it clear that he does know where the bullshit stops. Yeah, like that he really, really, truly did care about them. It was, it was not, you know, he was not pretending they were his pirate crew so that he could live out his delusions. No, he actually just loved them and loved spending time with them. Yeah, just and, very uncomplicatedly. Right, and we don't really get that here. And I just, I, I really worry. And like, there's other important stuff that happens with Usopp later, and maybe they'll, you know, be more you know, comprehensive with that, but I, I, I'm worried that in the eyes of new viewers, in the eyes of Western viewers, a lot of that stuff is not going to work because they're not laying enough groundwork for Usopp's, like, competency and for, like, why Luffy likes him. I'm worried that it's going to be very hard for them to make people buy, you know, Luffy fighting Usopp in, or I guess Usopp fighting Luffy would be a better way to say it. <laughs> Um, Usopp fighting Luffy in Water 7, I'm afraid it's going to be really hard for them to sell that to people. 
because it's it's gonna be like why does Luffy even care about this guy because like we don't in the manga like it's I, th I don't I don't really think any of us believe that Usopp could win that fight no. but that's not the point mm. yeah the, the no. point is that Luffy takes what's happening seriously because he takes Usopp seriously and I'm worried that right. it's gonna be hard for people to believe that Luffy would take him seriously because he's losing so many of these important moments May I do you mind if I inject some of my of course little yeah, hope no. <laughs> stuff? Yeah, I mean I'm I'm always optimistic. Like these are just things that I I think about. So what a thing that I've been noticing throughout the live action is they're doing a lot of taking emotional beats and things that from later ahead and sort of bringing them into the present. And I think that makes sense because uh -huh. if you have eight episodes, you can really only develop so many characters. And it seems yeah. like, you know, they're really mm. interested in we're developing Luffy and establishing what piracy is. We've got Kobe as a foil, yeah. Garp and Helmuppo, sure. Um, but also we're spending a lot of time with Nami and Zoro and developing that core trio of, like, intimacy and trust and care. Um, and and we have to bring in Usopp and Sanji because we have to. Um, but they, they don't <laughs> get as much... Because they're in the much, East Blue. Right, but they don't get as much time. And I think I have hope because... You know, if we're seeing them bring in future emotional beats into the present, I could see, like, East Blue emotional beats getting sort of pushed forward and brought in somewhere else. Mm. Reorganized? It's an interesting point. We, we can yeah. play with time. And I'm thinking, like, yeah, you know, there, there's around. room in Water 7. There's room in, like, if we think about, like, time skip, like, why not have a village? Like, the Usopp got a sh kind of a shit deal in the time skip, I'll say. <laughs> but like okay why not have like a village and some little rascals there huh um, that would be interesting yeah i can i totally get it yeah because because like i think that people who are talking about the future of the show and who are trying to you know figure out what they're going to do with x thing are getting way too hung up on like where are these these events happen in this order what episodes are they going to put them in you know right, what i mean right. like They've made it clear that they are rejiggering and reorganizing stuff wherever, whenever they they need to. Yeah, we learned that Garp is Luffy's grandfather in Episode Four. Yeah, right. instead yeah. it's like, what and, are the emotional things about these characters? How can we convey them in a way that makes good TV? Yeah, um, yeah, it's I, that's a really. I, I honestly had not thought about that. I, that is um, that is a really cool idea. Yeah, and I, I think I would we have love a lot to of see some of those to, ideas yeah, develop. Usopp and yeah, and I, we've seen like. I, I it, Especially as things go further and and like diverge more. And I think it would be really easy to establish why Luffy would take Usopp seriously because Luffy takes piracy as adventure and freedom seriously, and that's what Usopp mm -hmm. like. Usopp has the same dream as him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, well, we'll, we'll talk about that well, in future yeah, episodes, yeah. but um, but uh, yeah, it's just. But I mean, like, I I do think that a lot of this is them suffering from having to cut down on the number of episodes. Yeah, yeah, for like, sure. In, in this, in this, everywhere else, I think is pretty good. In this specific episode, I kept feeling like they needed one more, and <laughs> because like, it, the, I think I think part of the one of the other reasons I I don't, I, I have these issues with this episode in particular um, is that so much time that could have been going to developing Usopp went to Zoro and that that content is good 
But in terms of getting Western normie audiences to care about the characters, Zoro didn't need the help. They are not, they are not going to have any trouble getting people to care about Zoro. They could never develop Zoro at all. And he would, they could never give him a backstory. And he would still be a fan favorite because he's so cool and so charismatic and, and so on. But it made and me love him, Dave. That's great, but you already love One Piece. Yeah, but I didn't they need love to get, Zoro. I liked Zoro, but I didn't love they, Zoro. They need to get people who don't like One Piece <laughs> to buy all this stuff. And that was going to be a lot easier with Zoro than than with Usopp. Usopp is a very complex character, and so is Zoro. But, like, there are so many weird, complicated, specific little nuances to Usopp that, like, like you, like, go back and... If, if you're a fan who hasn't read Surat Village in a while, go back and reread it. Like, the, the level of storytelling and character work craft on display in that really early arc, I think is incredible. Oh, yeah. Like, it's one of the best parts of, like, East Blue for me. And, uh, but, like, anyway, I don't know. This is this is my opinion. But again, like, yeah. you have to remember, my opinion always comes back to, like, wanting to see the show succeed. And to for the show to succeed, it has to make new viewers care about this stuff. It has to communicate these things. And so the only places where I really take issue with you know what tv tropes might call adaptational decay is where because of things that they are you know cutting or losing from the source material things that i think will hurt its ability to connect with new viewers like and this the, to me this falls under that um with with usopp specifically as a character again as an episode of tv great i think this is great yeah. i think it's fantastic and in most many cases in terms of the events in many cases, I think it's better than the source material. Yeah, I think all this overall, think it's Usopp as a character get people to care about One Piece. But I think, I think, yeah, if I may make a take a metaphor from post time skip mm-hmm. Usopp, I think Usopp is like a little pop green. Like right now, he's <laughs> a little seed, and then in future mm-hmm. seasons, he's gonna be like, "Whoa, it's Usopp!" I just, I don't want Usopp to meet the fate among live-action viewers that he has met in a lot of the One Piece community. Well, he's already met <laughs> well, I think that was... and we still love yeah. him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah but... One Piece is fine. Like, One Piece will keep going forever. The live-action is in a much more tenuous position. Like, people <laughs> need to love it. It has to be perfect. Like, these motherfuckers are writing this thing assuming that they are going to get to film Egghead. <laughs> That is the level of co- Dave. Don't that be is the like level Kuro. of accept the possibility of failure. Let it play. I, they, I know, but like, I want them to get to do this. I want ironically, them to get... Dave. I think that ties into their priorities with Usopp as a character. Mm. Like they don't, a little, they, they another... don't, they don't think he's as important to selling people on One Piece. No, that like another shift in priorities for his character is getting him to believe that his legend is real. Ooh, yes. Mm. And like the way that they are approaching the show as if it is a given that they will be able to tell the entire story. Right. They need like that is where Usopp's character needs to go is getting to believe that his stories can be real. Mm. Right. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I see exactly what you're saying. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But like they can like him not coming off as well in the beginning is an expression of confidence that they will be able to build him up far down the line to where they want him to to go. Yeah, I get what I, I But even in a meta sense, yeah. like the character himself needs to believe it. Right, yeah, but they're both it can be both. Like yeah, yeah I, I completely get what you're saying. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's my um 
that's my critique. Really longer than I like to ever say anything negative about anything. Yeah. Um, but that's my opinion. That's how I... Oh, also, I love uh, I love the the bonkers like mall security door uh, security system yes. for for, <laughs> for the mansion. Uh, I wanted to say two things about the Kawina sequence. Okay. Uh, one was a, a minor disappointment after the fact, like getting to further episodes. Um, I really re- uh, lamented after we meet Mihawk that they couldn't like. I wished that they had given her his line about the frog in the well <sighs> to really cement that that visual uh, with what he says later because I feel like that might get lost mm. in the shuffle. Mm. Mm. Because when I saw the trailer and I saw the shot in the well, I was like, oh, it's the frog in the well, that thing that Mihawk says about Zoro. And then I was very surprised in this episode when it had nothing to do with that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. And I was like, wow, that's great. That's a great visual for what he's going to discuss later. Like, I wish that Kawina had said the same thing to him when she beat him in the duel. Like, just and tell I, him, you're a little frog croaking in a well. And so, like, that was why he was thinking about her at that moment? Yeah. Yeah, I get you. What I really disliked is how they have changed what happened to Kawina, or how it is told to us what happened to Kawina. Huh. And making it much mm. more vague than it is in the manga. Yeah. Well, because, I mean, that that it's not, not that it's not, significant but that vague the va- level of vagueness is really the only thing they change right yeah but it makes it uh-huh. so let me see if i was reading your mind correctly tyler to mm-hmm. me what like i don't think this is what they're gonna do but like it's a thing that i could see them leaving open for people to theorize Interpret. about uh is that like just because someone says like and this isn't an episode about a liar who says lies. <laughs> so just because someone's dad says they had met an accident and does he even say she's dead? Like, just cause... I think he says she's, she's gone. Go- well, okay, she gone. might just be gone. She might, you know, you might say, well, maybe she's gone and not dead. And then, oh, who's this... Maybe her name's Tashigi who's now. Who's this blue-haired oh, swordswoman in Logetown? Huh. You think, you think they kind of want to, like, feed people... Uh, speculating about Listen, that. Piece, I don't know if they want to, but it's going to happen now. I mean, yeah, ugh, I hope even not. Even <laughs> the dark mercenary side of my brain says, listen, One Piece thrives on people speculating on things. Like, that is yeah. part of what fuels Ooh, the so fandom. True. Yeah, so it fuels every fandom, and I'm sick of it. <laughs> and, like, the way it works in the manga is great, because it almost feels like it's the very next day. Like, that they had their duel at night, and the very next day, she's just dead. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's sudden, and it's even a little stupid, but it is what it is. Right. Yeah. And it sets up Roger later that anything right. can happen. Yeah. And it sets up Zoro's. Have you? Have any of you guys watched Hidden Islands video about Zoro? Uh, Specifically, no. his Mm-mm. duel with King later. Mm. I really recommend it. Uh, mm. He he dives into Zoro's series long battle against death as a concept. Yes. Like, that is the one enemy that Zoro cannot possibly defeat. It will defeat him someday, and that fucking terrifies him. Uh, and to to ha- take Kawina away so suddenly, like, the night after, or the day after they make their vow to one another, is heart-wrenching. Mm-hmm. And to make it vague here really dilutes that for me. And mm-hmm. why I, like, why this is one of the things in the show that just made me angry is because it is one of two instances where it feels like a change for the sake of making a change. Mm. 
Yeah, it's like I don't think it would have even changed number of words in the script to have kept right. the. You're um, already doing the scene. And, Just and, do the scene. <laughs> and there are a couple other places where right. they literally like reproduce the the Viz translation word for word in the show. Yeah, and it's like why why change this? It's, yeah, it's it's, it's I, I can I I agree with you in general. I would just I would love to hear one of the screenwriters explain it. Yeah, it I just so strongly strange disagreed with the choice. Yeah, I agree with you. I would just mm. I would love to hear like why, like what they were trying to do. Yeah, I, I that's something that was so potent about it being so explicit in the text is I just loved the idea that human life is so is so frail yeah. in in this world in any world really yeah. people die for dumb reasons all the time yeah yeah i don't know i i, I, I feel like i still get that from this oh i i no i do think it still communicates that i just don't i don't get why they changed it i don't know i'm sure there's a reason and if they choose to say <laughs> so i'll be interested to hear it otherwise i don't know oh same here think. yeah that's all that that's always my perspective like i want to know what was going on in writers' heads because these writers are not schmucks. They like they know what they're doing. Yeah, I don't. I just I, I feel weird being you know a white dude on a podcast doing Saturday night football or whatever. You know, <laughs> like I'm not a fucking showrunner. I, I, you know, I'm not. I, I just, I guess, I just feel weird doing film criticism. <laughs> sure, personally. I, I mean, feel, we I have. Weird, I feel weird we have lavished any... the show with praise. Yeah, yeah. I feel. I, weird. I think it's oh, fine yeah. to balance it out. Also, I, I, I feel we're doing literally any kind of criticism for any reason. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's it's imp- it's important to talk about art and things that not are not are objectively good or bad, but just what what resonates and what does yeah. not resonate, and, and what what creates disarray, chaos, like what. Uh, and obviously that'll that'll vary person to person based on our experiences too. Mm-hmm. All right, Theo, what do you got for us? Some of these are like explanations for things that I'm going to say in the X mark section that you might say, Theo, what are you talking about? Um, <laughs> and the first one of those is Mary's stab wounds uh, look like a celestial hoof print. <laughs> Jesus, are you kidding me? I am me? not kidding. Do you have you. a screenshot for this? I oh no, I should have. But it's like it's like one at the bottom oh. and then four up at the top. Like the claws, like the, yeah, the, where the claws are positioned. Yeah, the way they're positioned. God, we didn't even talk about Mary dying. Like, <laughs> I guess that was last episode, right? But, yeah. Well, I, I, yeah. don't uh, worry. I have, I have, I have notes about that in here. Um, yeah. So that that looks like a celestial hoof print, and keep that in mind for my unhinged crackpot theory. Um, the can't reason with madness. Just you know, thinking about thinking about the mads. Um, oh God. I don't think there's a connection there. It's just, you know, you guys did that to me with X marks, and so I'm going to do that to our <laughs> listeners. Uh, <laughs> regarding the Helmepo feelings, um, with him, like, defending his dad's honor, even though his dad, like, hit him. And tried to, like, frame him for. Yeah. Oh, Jesus, he sure did, ups. didn't he? Um, yeah. He sure did. He's a piece yeah. of shit. Yep. But so it reminds me of, and honestly helps me make sense of, um, folks will see later maybe or will not see uh like katakuri or king or even gin um like these people who fight for someone who hurts them um and even we see like explicitly with katakuri like someone who like wants luffy to defeat big mom yeah so it's uh, that's just really interesting it's a thing that i it's interesting to see embodied yeah yeah it's it's a very like small humble like beginning to that theme yes that is that is something that is introduced in this version. We don't really get it in the 
uh, in the manga this early. Yeah. Well, and uh, now I think about it, like, we're in the spoiler section, right? Yes, I can talk about Gin. Um, <laughs> you know, losing Krieg, I love, I, I still love everything that happened with Gin and Krieg. I miss the roles they played in the manga and anime, but I will get to it in those episodes. But I like that we get this emotional beat of someone having this loyalty to someone who is a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, again, and and the, the, this show does that where like it takes those emotional beats and applies them to different characters in different situations. Yeah. Um, next, uh, the quote of some fruit gets so bruised it can't help but be rotten at the core. Um, Ooh. I, that makes me, you know, I just think about like why why talk about fruit at this specific moment? Um, mm. It makes me wonder about devil fruits. Mm. What if it? What if it ain't all dreams? What if there's some trauma in there? And then, um... Oh, I already talked about that. Oh, talking about Kobe pushing the door open and talking about, like, listening to your internal signals of, like, the vibes. This is more of a joke I wrote down. A great way to develop observation hockey is to be trans! (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then once you're... Brazilians can double jump. Yeah. (laughs) And once you're totally sure of yourself and emanating rainbows at every turn, that's when you get Supreme King hockey. Ah. Or Supreme or Queen. Queen hockey, yeah, as yeah. It were. Yes, yes. There you go. Supreme Club Kid hockey. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I started tearing up at the contrast between Zoro with a fighting partner in the sun and Zoro struggling alone at night. Um, and what yeah. sort of. This is what made me love Zoro, is this comparison. Um, and thinking that Hawkeye, when he said Zoro's just a little frog croaking in a well, he saw truly that ever since Kawina died, Zoro has been in the well. Just like in this liminal place between being on the earth and death. And like, I don't, mm. I might be an idiot because I never put it together <laughs> that his fucking bandana <laughs> that he wears on his arm and on his head is like a mourning bandana oh yeah and mm. in like a it yeah. sure is black yeah you know, like the, the, like how people would wear the little grief arm bandanas yeah when they were grieving yeah I, I know what you're saying so i that's a thing uh yeah oh uh having again gone through wano and uh kinemon asking luffy can you carry this country on your back um that makes <gasps> zoro taking on the wado Jumanji and the promise to fulfill the promise for Kawina that much heavier. Mm-hmm. Um, and Zoro doesn't, not killing Sham, it, it made me think of um, Snow Bird Lady. What's her name? Monet. Monet, thank you. Monet, that's it, yeah. <laughs> um, Sham is a lady using swords. And we know he doesn't kill other sword ladies later. Um, and I think, you know, this isn't like Sanji and his issues. Uh, I mean... To be honest, that's the kind of thing I can very clearly envision live-action changing. Well, it makes me wonder if this is related to, like, how when he fights Mihawk, and Mihawk doesn't kill him and tells him, grow and become strong. Yeah. Like, I wonder if Sora was, like, wanting to see what they do. Yeah, I, I would like it if the live-action made that stuff yeah. more coherent. That would be cool. Like, that's the kind of stuff I want uh, I want from, a, like, a different version Okay, are you are you ready for my crackpot? Definitely not true. Just connecting red strings on a corkboard theory. Yes. Okay. So here's the evidence. Mary's stab wounds look like a celestial hoof print. Kaya and her family are rich, 
and blonde and overly concerned about <laughs> pirates. Ooh. Um, uh, the, the, the family has cool skulls. And the dude, um, Kuro, getting really, like, emotionally fraught looking at the picture of the parents and saying, I want my mummy and daddy. Um, <laughs> so... Uh, here's a little thing about me, a thing that I consoled myself with as a little kid who was weird and felt like I was different and alone and not like anybody else, was I thought, statistically, it is unlikely that any one human being on Earth is completely unique there in, in any one, mm. like, category. Like in, in So, like, if I'm a, one certain way in one way, there's probably someone else like that. So I say that because yeah. we think about the Don Quixote family. Mm-hmm some celestial dragons saying, hey, let's go be normal people. I wonder if they weren't the only ones who ever did that. And I'm saying, what if? Yeah, that that does seem unlikely. Oh, what if, what if What if the Kaya family were former celestial dragons? And Captain Kuro of the Thousand Plans was the one that figured that out. Because if they were, like, good citizens huh. in, the, in high society, people would probably care if somebody infiltrated and stole their shipyard. But, like, if they're celestial dragons on the down and outs that are supposed to be below the eye of the world government, and they're keeping it chill, I don't know. Why not do a little murder? Why not steal some shipyards? <sighs> the end. That's that's my silly little theory. <laughs> and that's and that's all of my spoiler section bullshit. Uh, I have many X marks for... Yeah, any other spoiler <laughs> thoughts before we do the X marks? I pretty much got mine. Oh uh, yeah, I just got some X marks. Okay, let's do All that. Right. I only have a I only have a couple, so let's let's start with these. Uh, Nami assuring Kaya that it's not her fault and that she did just what she needed to to survive. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are pretty free, but uh, the Shimotsuki insignia. Oh yes. And yes. lastly, Luffy listening. Yes. All right, Theo, uh, I am ready to type. Zor- okay. <laughs> uh, Zoro in a well. The shape of the moon above the well. What shape was it in? It was a crescent moon. Side characters bonding over knowing Luffy. Ooh. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> oh, that's uh-huh. good. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, someone saying, I can't do it by myself. Kobe is here to help. Uh, Nami's headband. Had little, little sunflowers on it. The specific visual imagery uh, in the live action of Nami hiding in the cupboard and peering through the grate overhearing murder plots. Having pride in one's cooking. Oh. The question and answer refrain of how much of X did Luffy eat? The answer being all of it. (laughs) A big door. Pirates on one side, Marines on the other. Oh, Big shit. Door. Big door. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> uh, the phrase, he was never quite the same after his mother died. A lot of mom issues in this manga. <laughs> uh, the quote, for a pirate, nothing is ever enough. Shimotsuki Village, the name and the theming. Zoro and Kawina aren't friends. Uh, the general phrasing slash idea of there's pirates in the house no not those pirates the other pirates (laughs) 
Wadawi Jumanji is a rare blade. Uh, Zoro got lost. Uh, when Kuro scratches Luffy, the, scra- the shape of the scratch is on Luffy's chest. Hmm. Very fast character, good at plans. Luffy does, like, kind of a hooked uh, serpentine punch that was not planned for. Uh, Zoro doesn't kill Sham. And this is the last one. Usopp likes popcorn. Uh, Jason, you got a star chart for us? I sure do. Glad th- I was kind of glad this was Zoro-centric, because I needed an excuse to read for uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Makenyu. Mm-hmm. Um, with only eight episodes, I'm thinking like, well, I can't really do side characters that much because we, I, I need a, okay, I need a Nusop, I need a Zoro, I need a Nami, and I need a Sanji, or I mean someone, uh, I need a, uh, Luffy. Um, anyway, we're reading for, uh, Zoro, and, uh, McKinney's birthday is November 16th, 1996, making him a Scorpio. I can see it. So, uh, Zoro, here is what the stars have to say about you this week. Your energy and enthusiasm are elevated as you approach yet a higher level of accomplishment. This could inspire you to channel most of your energy into more work and climb yet higher. You might even be thinking in terms of expanding all your horizons, professional, intellectual, and spiritual. Travel could also be in the offering. (laughs) Consider your options carefully. There might be too many choices. (laughs) You could go towards the house or not towards the house. (laughs) <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, Man. stars. <laughs> you know, labyrinths would be really good for Zoro because there's only one <laughs> He would still figure out how to get <laughs> he would. Would. Haven't I been here before? <laughs> Hang on. One more time around, then I'll be sure. <laughs> uh, thank you all for listening. I appreciate everyone who is tuning into this special series of this show. And I hope that you join us again next week when we just kill some time. <laughs> mm. Until then, uh, Jason, where can our Nakama find you on the Grand Online? Uh, you can find me on twitch.tv slash jcalves. That's J-A-Y-C-A-L-V-E-S. Uh, I stream whenever I feel like it, but if you hit the follow bell, then you'll just know when I'm live. If you would like to give me money in exchange for handmade soap that I made with my hands, you can reach me at barqueensoap.etsy.com. That's B-A-R, bar, queen, as in me, and soap, dot Etsy, dot com. Do it. Joel? Uh, you can find me at AO3, screen name Alkyros, A-L-K-E-E-R-O-S. Uh, and someday soon I will have a story that has actual, like, character growth in it. It's about a vampire dating an angel because cringe knows no limits. <laughs> uh, I you are also... cringe, but you are free. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Be free. Uh, so honestly, if anyone's curious about my writing process, I've been kind of writing to myself for years, and Kat just said, just post it on AO3, what's the worst that could happen? And so that's why there's a bunch of stuff on there now. Nice. Are you um, using the original fiction category? Yes, I am. Yeah, yeah. yeah interesting. I didn't even know um, the other thing I will say is I've been trying to plug uh, content that people should watch. Amazon Prime has Gen V. It's a boy- the boys spinoff. If you like the boys, watch it. It has interesting superpowers. If you don't like the boys, there's just as much blood in this one as there is in all the other seasons. <laughs> so skip it. Dave. P-S-Y, T-H-E, archive of our own fanfiction sometimes. And Theo. I don't do much on the internet, but if you happen to be in or around Dayton, Ohio... You can come to the Black Box Improv Theater. We have shows every Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and I perform Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. You can follow this show on Twitter at Mill Peace. 
I'm not updating that feed, but it does have a pinned tweet that has an invite to our fan Discord, the Mess Deck, where you can come and chat with us about the Netflix series, the anime series, the manga series, whatever one piece you enjoy best. And we also have a number of hobby sections to talk about other things that you enjoy in life. And cute dogs. That as well, primarily. Uh, if you'd like to have your email read on the show, you can send it to piecemealpodcast at gmail.com. And I would also appreciate it if you could rate and review us on your podcast service of choice and make it a five-star rating so that all of the One Piece fans of the world can find it. This has been Piecemeal, and we're just chilling. Mm-hmm.